0: Hey there! This is Michael Burris. I'm the lead pastor of Summit View Church in Irvine, Kentucky. And this is our podcast. I hope this podcast encourages you. I hope it inspires you. And I hope it helps you to start seeing your life from God's perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Now enjoy the message. We're in a brand new series that we're starting today um, called Home for Christmas. And uh, this series really developed from the idea that for most people, the holidays are spent feeling spent, stressed, strapped, and suffering. That's how most of us would spend our holidays, but, but that's not the kind of life that God wants us to live at any time, much less during the holiday season that's supposed to be marked by joy and hope and love and peace. You know, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, and uh, most of us spend our whole entire Christmas season without a lick of peace. But that's why we're going to have this series today. We've gotten caught up in the cares and the burdens of life. And I just want us for the next few Sundays to forget about the burdens. And let's just go home for Christmas. So when I was... I was growing up, my brother and I, uh, we lived with, uh, my dad and it was just us guys all the time. So we never really had any family around. We were thousands of miles away from in our closest family. And so for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we never really went anywhere. We just kind of stayed home. We did Christmas by ourselves. We ate together. We spent time opening presents on Christmas morning together. We bought gifts for each other. And you know, we got that one special present on Christmas Eve. Anybody do that? Get to open the one on Christmas Eve, y'all. If y'all, y'all ain't living until you open your first present on Christmas Eve, and then you spend the rest of the night playing with it. But um, funny story doesn't have anything to do with the message, but I, I just thought it was it, would, it was funny when I was talking about Christmas. I was thinking about this. Um, so, so I was one of the kids that would sit down and I, I at the Christmas tree. Like I'd sit there for hours and I'd pick up the Christmas presents and I would shake them and all y'all mamas are like, oh, you don't do that. Well, I didn't. my mom wasn't in the house, it was just my dad. So I'd sat down there and I'd, just, I'd shake the presents and I'd, figure, I'd try to figure out what was in them. And, and my dad, some years in, he wanted to stop me from figuring out what my presents were because I sometimes was able to, to figure out what they were. And um, so, so here's what he did. Um, instead of marking each gift with my name or my brother's name, uh he was a pretty he was a he was a really smart guy, and so he started putting math equations on each gift that was just a little bit above my head and so my dad would would sit down on Christmas morning and we would just have a bunch of numbers on these gifts and he would solve these problems in his head and then he would figure out whose gift was whose and so you know, some of y'all got your gifts marked with pretty little Christmas tags. We got little Christmas equations to to solve, and it was uh, it was terrible. Don't do that to your children. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the holidays have always been uh, one of my favorite times of year. Around Christmas, and uh, and when I married into Cassie's family. I really got to experience what Christmas was like um, with family around and, and what Christmas was like at Mama's house. You know, there's something different about Christmas at Mama's house than, than any other time throughout the year. And, and when I think what it feels like to me now on Christmas morning to, to load up all the gifts, put them in the car, drive over to Cassie's mom's house and, um, and, and spend the morning eating breakfast together and and unwrapping all of these gifts together. And and it it feels to me like a whole lot of joy, a whole lot of hope. And somehow, in the midst of all the little kiddos creating a Category 4 hurricane right there in the middle of the living room, there's so much peace to it in fact, there 's so much peace whenever I go over there during the holidays that um, I always find myself in and up rest resting my eyes on the couch, and every time they make fun of me and they say I was snoring like a freight train. I know I was, but don't tell me about it. You make me feel self conscious but but that's, you know there's, there's so much peace around the holidays for us, but you know, do you guys know that feeling of of going home for Christmas, of going to going to mom and dad's house for for Christmas. I, I hope that you have as many wonderful memories about it as I've made over the years. There's there's really simplicity to life on Christmas morning that I think our hearts are prone to lose over the years. You know, for as we go about our lives for for. Every year, instead of our holidays be being filled with joy, they, they start becoming filled with baggage. We start carrying baggage, and, and every year it just seems like we just pick up one more bag. And, and so, you know, just one year, you just you got all your burdens that you're carrying, and, and, we, and we start carrying these. And then we got, the, we got the bills, the bills that we start pushing off, We gotta load these up. We're carrying all this baggage. And I should have adjusted that a little better. It's a little tight. That's okay. There's there's these old maybe family feuds that we start leaning into. And so we pick up some more and 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 we got some more baggage and 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 before we know it, we're loaded down, and we got old wounds that refuse to heal and, and past mistakes that we we just can't get over. And we wonder. We're carrying all this baggage and you're wondering why you're tired. Because you're carrying a lot of stuff. And most people couldn't carry the load that you're carrying throughout the holidays everywhere you go. Of course you're tired. Of course you're tired. You're carrying all this stuff. You feel like, why can't I feel any joy anymore? Why can't I feel any peace anymore? The peace that I used to feel It's because all of your energy, all of your focus is used up just trying to carry this heavy load. Because let's face it, heavy loads are always created by hurting hearts. Heavy loads are always created by a hurting heart. You know, traumas happened, relationships have turned bad, people in your life have left you, wounds have been made. Whatever it is that caused that pain... The truth is this, that heavy loads are always a result of hurting hearts. We've got to learn to unload our baggage. We've got to learn, because this is not God's plan for you. God's plan for you is not to, to be loaded up with, with, with all the cares and the burdens and the, and the chaos and the stress. No, God's plan for you is is this, in fact Jesus said it best, I'm not going to try to paraphrase his words, he said it best in Matthew chapter 11 starting in verse 28 it's on your uh, message notes if you want to follow along there he said this, he said come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart And you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says here that his desire is for your life to be weight free, to be stress free, to be baggage free and light. And every new step shouldn't be a struggle. See, it seems like this is a very simplistic verse and, and, and I'm, I imagine you're thinking, there's no way that it's that simple. I just come to Jesus and, and, I, and I find rest. It's just not that simple. And I want to propose to you this morning, it really is that simple that Jesus means what he says. It's usually us that complicates it, though. Jesus said, if you want to live worry-free, baggage-free, we need to come to him. We need to do it his way. And in that same verse, he shares the solution there is also the implication that the problem is found if you look at the verse from the opposite angle. So where the solution is in the verse, if we just, I wanna do a little exercise this morning where we take this verse and let's flip it on the opposite here. See, Jesus said, come to me if you're tired, if life is getting heavy and I'll give you rest. I'll lighten your load. And this is how he says he'll do it. He says, we'll take his yoke. Upon us, and we'll learn from him. Now, when the Bible speaks of yoke, he's not talking about eggs here. Okay, what he the, the yoke that is being spoken of spoken of? Excuse me that, that the culture would understand. They were a farming culture; they're an agricultural society, and so they would know this. That the yoke that he's talking about is really it, it, it's connected to oxen. The illustration of oxen and a yoke is something. It's a wooden apparatus that you put onto the necks of two oxen. And as they they plow the field together, it enables them to plow together or pull the load together. And in this culture, um, there's there's also another meaning that when a rabbi talks about a yoke, when Jesus, who is rabbi just means a a Jewish teacher, which Jesus was one of, in, in this term, the yoke would, would also be used by rabbis as a way of saying someone would submit themselves to the lifestyle and the teaching of that rabbi. So the rabbi would say, take my yoke upon you, learn how I live, and model it. And so Jesus is saying here, if we would submit ourselves to his way of life, we would submit ourselves to his teaching, our lives will be lighter. Our lives would be st- stress-less. But the opposite is also true. See, the, the problem is that, that people are weighed down by life because we view our lives from the lens of how the current culture teaches us to view the world. And Jesus is opposing this uh, in, in this passage this morning. And, and let's look at this, let's do this. Let's look at this verse from the opposite this is a good exercise if you're ever studying Scripture, if you want to know the, the truth in it. If you read it from the opposite, you'll also find uh, the untruth there as, as well. So if we read it from the opposite, it would sound like this, that, Jesus, that it would be saying, Stay far from me, you who are weary and burdened, and you're only going to continue to be tired and exhausted. Live your life under the yoke of current culture and learn from it and you'll find turmoil for your souls. Because the world's yoke is difficult and its burden is heavy. See, Jesus' way of life is easy and it's light. And the, the way of life that current culture suggests is always going to be difficult and it's going to be heavy. And let me make a note here this morning. If you're finding that, that, that it's hard to be a Christian... You're not living it Jesus' way. See, we, we try to complicate it. We try to make it harder than it is. And Jesus says Christianity should be simple. This is a simple thing. And, and it, all it takes is for a few uh, well meaning humans to really muck it up, to, to, to start confusing and adding more, because surely, surely what Jesus said wasn't enough. But if you're if you're trying to trying to strive through this thing called Christianity and you're finding it hard, I would just encourage you, go back to your Bible and don't read anything except those words in red that Jesus says. Because I promise you, if you live your life according to how he says you live your life, it's gonna be simple. It's gonna be, it's gonna be simple, it's gonna be light, it's gonna be easy. See, Jesus' way of life is easy and light and the way of life that culture suggests is difficult and heavy. You want to find rest? You can continue, you, you just can't continue to live your life under the master of current culture. If you want to find rest, you can't live your life according to how the world says you need to live your life, how how current culture says you need to live your life, keeping up with everybody and, and trying to, try make make sure you have your good face on on social media and trying to make sure that your week is full and you're working 70 hours a week because you got to you got to pay these bills, you got to you got to pay off this debt from last year's christmas. You've got to you've got to just keep yourself busy at all. This is not the way that Jesus said to live. And that's the reason we find so much chaos and stress in our lives and we don't have peace. See, I I heard it said this way, that that God's way works if you work it. you got to work it. So real quick this morning, I want to share with you three steps to lighten your load God's way. Three steps to lighten your load God's way. If you're taking notes this morning, I encourage you to write these down. Number one, search it out. Search it out. You're like, what is it? It is whatever's weighing you down. Whatever it is that's weighing you down, you've got to search it out. You've got to find it. Because many times what happens is we find ourselves suffering and we think we know the reason, but that isn't actually the root cause. That isn't actually the true reason. Let's use an example. You might not be truly hurting because they left. You might be hurting because you feel rejected. And your whole self-view is connected to being accepted by everyone. See, there's a much deeper issue. What about this one? You might not be financially struggling uh, because you don't make enough money. It might be because you don't know how to properly budget. Or it might be because you don't have the self-control to stick to the budget once you made it. See, there's a deeper issue that you've got to search for. The easy solution there would have been, well, i got to work more hours. i got to work more overtime. i got to pick up another job. When that's not the root. And so we got to search out the root cause. We got to search out the root issue. What I'm saying is your first glance is usually not your root cause when it comes to stress in your life. There's usually something deeper, and it actually takes searching it out. Spending time in prayer. Sometimes, listen, even solitude. Like that's a spiritual practice that I believe all of us should, should take part in. Is that about once a month, you just need to go off by yourself. Spend a couple hours. Don't talk. Just sit. And let, let that stress roll right off your shoulders. Sometimes you just need to spend time in prayer and solitude, searching for what truly is the root. And here's the good news, that God wants to partner with you in this. It's not you just trying to sell. You're like, I don't have a degree. (laughs) I don't have a degree in being able to figure out all the inner workings of my brain. That's okay, because God wants to partner with you in this. God wants to show you the root. In fact, Psalm chapter 139, verse 23 and 24 Says this, the, the writer David here is, is writing this to God. He says, Search me, it's kind of a prayer to him. By the way, this is a great prayer to pray every now and then. He says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Basically, search it out, find it. And then lead me the opposite way. Show me, how to, show me how to break free from that. Show me how to, to, to finally achieve freedom from, from what, what is troubling my soul. See, if you're stuck, you just got to ask God. Help you search your heart. Let him search it. And listen, he's going to show you. If you ask him, he's going to show you. And sometimes it's really going to hurt when that band-aid gets ripped off. But that's okay, because we're not in it for perfection, we're in it for growth. And so we're asking God to search our hearts, search our soul. we got to search it out. We gotta. That's the, the first step to you, getting free from your baggage. Search it out. It's worth it in the end. Number two, number two, let it go. Let it Go. I know that sounds pretty simplistic as well. Maybe it sounds too much like a Disney song for you to take it seriously. I don't know. But it really is what you need to do. See, once you've once you've searched it out, you need to let it go. Sometimes letting it go is a is a process too. Let me let me tell you that it's not it's not always just, oh, I found it, done. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes your trauma needs some professional attention, okay? Like some, some of you guys, it's not as easy as just, as just praying and, and saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Sometimes there's some trauma that needs to, to be addressed and, and you need some professional attention to help you walk through it. Let me, let me encourage you, though. Let it be a Christian professional attention because, because no one else is going to really understand how, how how this thing works they're they're going to give you advice that's based on the bible and biblical principles and what jesus said hopefully and anyway some of it needs some professional attention but sometimes and listen most of the time i would say okay most of the time the things that burden us are petty they hold zero weight when we look at it from the right perspective Somebody used to say, is this going to matter in 100 years? And most of the time, the answer is, nope, not at all. That person looked at you sideways. You know know them. Let it go. Let it go. They've already forgotten about it. (laughs) They're renting space in your head, and they're not paying for it. But also, letting it go is the process that you need to take to free yourself from the burden. So sometimes what you need is to let go of control. Sometimes what you need is to, because you need to let go of control because listen, let's face it, you're a control freak. You just gotta gotta take your hands off the wheel and that's where you're gonna find your comfort. Sometimes you need to let go of what you thought your life was supposed to look like by now and embrace the life that God has given you now. Because the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. I think that was a Little Wayne lyric. I don't know. Some of y'all are like, who's Lil Wayne? Don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. I wasn't always saved. Anyway, for, for all of us, I promise that there is one area in our life at all times that we need to let go go of how we choose to live and need to stop hanging on and we need to surrender that area of our life to God. There's always one. There's always there's always one area and it might change, but there's always one. Let God steer that ship. Psalm chapter 55 says this, "Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He'll never let the righteous be shaken." Guys, to cast here, that word cast, it means to fling. It means to throw it in full force. Throw in full force your cares and your burdens and your issues. Fling them onto God and let him bear the weight. And he'll sustain you, he'll hold you up, and he'll move you forward. You just need to let go. you got to let go of your baggage. you got to let go of your desire for payback. You gotta let go of your need for control and you need to give it to God. He won't lead you wrong because His way of life is easy and light. And then finally, number three, you need to guard your heart. Guard your heart. See, this one is very important to the process, even though it's on the other side of the process. This one is is very important for your life because this is a mistake that I see so many times. People will make it, they'll they'll work through this process and they'll search out the cause of their baggage and they'll find it and they'll let it go and they'll get rid of it, but then they'll pick it right back up and keep on trying to drag it forward in their lives. You need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart. King Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, the Bible says, writes it like this in Proverbs chapter 4. Above all else. Guys, listen. Those three words, above all else. Guard your heart. For everything that you do flows from it. Everything that you do in this life is subject to the condition of your heart. So guard it. Protect it. That doesn't mean completely shutting yourself off from people because you're scared of being hurt again. But that does mean stop placing yourself in positions that you know are going to lead to baggage all over again. you got to guard yourself. Don't shut yourself down. Don't shut yourself off. But at least stop going over there. Some of you need to hear this. It's it's time to stop giving him another chance. It's time to stop because he keeps proving over and over and over that he's going to hurt you again and again and again. It's time, listen, it's time to stop hanging out with them because every time you do, it leads to you falling back into your old habits. It's time to unfollow them on Facebook. Okay, it's time. Because every time that you read their status, you're triggered all over again. It's time to stop getting on your computer at midnight because you just keep buying more things you don't need with the money that you don't have that was meant for your bills. And you wonder why you're stressed. It's time to stop it. It's time to guard yourself. Guard your heart. Because every time that you pick that baggage back up again, listen, the, 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 the biblical principle, I was going to share this whole verse and everything with you, but I'm going to, I'll leave that for another day. But the biblical principle is this if you get free from it, and you're and you find this freedom and you go back to it, it only gets worse every single time. In fact, Jesus said it gets seven times worse. He says if, if, if you get freed from this spirit and this spirit goes out into dry places and he starts searching for something and then he comes back and he finds this house still empty, that you haven't filled it with the right things, that you haven't guarded your hearts and locked the door, he says he's bringing seven more like it. That's how your bad habits work. That's why your, pro- your life is progressively snowballed into chaos. Guard your heart. Because every time you pick that baggage back up, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Heavy loads are always caused by hurting hearts. If you're stressed, you need to deal with the source of the pain. You need to deal with the source of the trauma. If you want a lighter life, you need to come to Jesus. You need to start living life His way. And find healing from your hurts. Well, thanks for joining us today. I pray that this message had an incredible impact on your life. If you want more information about our church, you can check us out online at summitview.online. We hope we get to see you on a Sunday very, very soon. But until then, have a great week.